Welcome to Pushing Through, I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. He's in an undisclosed location, but behind him, he has a Michael Jordan jersey, a Magic Johnson jersey, and a Larry Bird jersey. Pretty good three right there. That's a big three, BJ, if I've ever seen one. How are you doing today? we got to talk about the Olympics. Uh, I want to talk about all the Olympics, but mainly basketball. But uh, first and foremost, how are you doing on this Tuesday morning? Oh, man, I'm, I'm great. Hope all is well in your world, and uh, let's get let's get to it. You know, we don't have any more NBA to talk about. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, we need to. Giannis talk about... is back in the gym, by the way. You were correct. Uh, the the uh, ball does not stop bouncing with number 34. He keeps going. Yeah, we can talk a little international basketball, but let's let's get after it today, my friend. I I got I, I have this feeling that it's going to be some hot takes here today. Well, yeah, true. And we also have, uh, you know, NBA draft that we'll get to a little bit later. Well, I'll ask you, you know, some of the narratives that are out there and uh, and see how much I can try to get you to to talk about. And we'll, we'll have fun with that because the draft is on Thursday. And uh, that is also big news in the basketball world. It comes quickly. There is no draft season in basketball. There's the finals and then there's the NBA draft. But first, BJ, let's talk international basketball. Let's talk about Team USA. They were up in this game. Kevin Durant gets three fouls in the first half, so he missed a lot of time in this one. Uh, Team USA, of course, I'm talking about going up against France. France is, you know, Rudy Gobert, a defensive player of the year there in the NBA, so there's some familiar faces. Uh, if you did not expect to see that at home, yes, France has a lot of NBA players. Evan Fournier as well played really well. Uh, but Team USA kind of flounders down the stretch. They had a lead with about four minutes to go, and it looked pretty secure. Uh, and then France goes on a large run. BJ, what do we learn in this game about Team USA? We, we've seen the exhibition losses. We've talked about that. We added JaVale McGee, but we did not get uh, the results we're looking for in game one. Well, let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. In 1992, when we put together this dream team and we go abroad and we play, it was an exercise and a vision to inspire the rest of the world. Mm. We're going to put the very best players, the game, and bring them all together, give it a name, Dream Team, and allow the rest of the world to see what greatness looks like. Mm. We have the best of the best of the best. Mm. Now, here we are some years later. And all those... three of those guys behind you, by the way, Bird, Johnson, yeah, Jordan, yeah. on that team. All right, just coincidence here. Now we're looking in 2021, where the back-to-back -back MVP is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm -hmm. Giannis the Great, we'll say. Giannis the Great. We have the reigning MVP, mm. Jokic. Yes. Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. French. And all of these players are currently playing now in the NBA, the very best league in the world. Yes. So now when we play an international play, our mentality as Americans haven't changed. Oh, we're American. We're, we're the best. Mm. Well, let's be honest. If we, you've been watching the game since 1992, even before then, because before then I had a chance to play against Arvita Sabonis and Marshall mm. Lunas. Tony Kukoc, Dino Raja, mm -hmm. uh, Vladi Divac, so forth and so on. Drazen late Petrovic. Draz, late, late Drazen Petrovic. All of these players, I played against them. Mm -hmm. Now in 2021, when the gap has closed, 
We're, our mentality hasn't changed. What's going <laughs> yeah. on with USA basketball? Nothing. We just we just acting the same, but it's different okay. times now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. The rest of the world has caught up, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Just in yeah. case you haven't noticed, the rest of the world has caught up. In some regards, they have surpassed us, and the reason I say that is because of how we teach amateur basketball in this country as compared to the rest of the world. Luca and these young players have been playing professional basketball since about the age of 14 to 15. Mm-hmm. In the second best league in the world, which is EuroLeague. Yep. So our mentality is, oh, we're the best. Okay, you can rest. <laughs> Those young players have improved. They are better. And by the way, I'll say this because I know when I say it, 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 it doesn't register. The international game is a totally different sport. <laughs> Not a different game. It's a totally different sport than the NBA game, which we keep comparing everything to. Yep. So we keep saying... We got the best. I believe we have the best individual talent. talent. Yes. Yes. I believe that. Me too. But when you start saying the best team in this environment under like said, these rules. In a different game. It's just a different game. This is a different game. And it's and almost a, it's almost a trick because they're they're trapped in the game that they're used to playing and they're doing it on an international court that doesn't even feel the same. Shots from the logo don't work in this. Okay. They don't. So I, I I keep saying this. This is a different game. I'm not buying the narratives of what I'm hearing. And you know what I think about these narratives. If you're watching the game, and fortunately I get a chance to travel the world and, and mm-hmm. know those players and talk to those coaches and da 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 da. <laughs> and I'm here to tell everybody who will listen. Yes. This is a different listen game. Up. Yep. This is a different sport. I know it resembles our game. It has two rims and a ball and a court, but that's a different game. Mm. And these players that are currently playing don't have enough experience, especially in this environment, in the Olympics, mm. to overcome what, they're, what they are going to see and about to see. I will say this, though. They are the best talent. Mm-hmm. One through 12, they got the best talent. Does that mean they're going to actually win? I can't say that. Mm-hmm. So it's time for us here in America, whether we want to admit it or not, is to say who has the best team under those rules? Because I don't care what you did in the NBA. I don't care what you did in college. I don't care what you did in EYBL. I don't care what you did in high school. It doesn't apply to this game. And that's what we need to understand. So when I look at this, I understand before that game started and after why they could lose to Nigeria, why they could lose to France. I understand. Do we understand? Mm. That's a, This is not a surprise. If you've been studying and watching the game of basketball, by the way, Tate, the best young players in today's game, the best league in the world, are foreign-born players. Luka Doncic, 
Mm. Joel Embiid. Yep. Giannis Jokic. Antetokounmpo. Giannis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. Yep. All of these players are form-born players with mm-hmm. more to come. Mm-hmm. Half of the league now are form-born players. So it's time to stop with the what it used to be. That era is over. It's global. It's, it's a global game now. Yep. That was the vision. That's mm-hmm. what the, that's what they that's were what the doing. Dream, that was the dream. We're living that was the, dream the dream now. Now we are here and we're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Now it's Why a fever are we dream. now? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It's here. It's not going anywhere. And the yep. reason it's not going anywhere is because the way they develop those younger players there mm. and those club teams, it's a far superior system than what we are currently doing here. And and until we figure out how we are going to develop our youth, how we are going to train our amateur players and what it means to be an amateur in this country, they will continue to exceed and surpass us as far as the end result. Mm. That's a fact. Yeah, we can sit here and and listen and ask questions and blame Pop. No, Pop ain't got nothing to do with this one. Mm-hmm. Those players that are currently playing, they don't have anything to do with this. I saw Luca and these guys at fourteen. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert. I saw all of those guys. Nick Batum. I saw all those guys when they were playing 14, 15, 16 years of age, playing against men in the Euro League and Euro Cups and all of those things. Giannis and all those guys playing Division II and all Jokic when Mm. he played, I think it was at Red Star, if I remember correctly. I saw all those guys, all of them. (laughs) Now they're here and we're like, where did they come from? What is going on? How can we get? I saw them. So I can't sit here and look at you and tell you I didn't see this coming. Because all of us who were going over there for years you could saw see the, this. You saw the wave coming. You saw it. You see it now. Mm-hmm. They, they beat it's the here. United He's States. The MVP. Okay, and listen, the other, listen. And Giannis is the finals MVP. You know what's the most amazing thing that I saw in the game against France? They weren't celebrating after they won. No, yeah. It, they. It wasn't a giant. Like, I remember when, you're too young to remember this. This was around 1987. I didn't make the team. I think it was the Pan, Pan American team. Mm-hmm. When they beat the United States in the Pan Am games, I remember Oscar Schmidt, they were celebrating like, like, it was, wow, we beat the Americans. This wasn't even the Olympics. This was like the yeah. Pan Am Games. <laughs> France beats the USA, mm-hmm. and they like they walk off the court like, Like yeah. they expected to, yeah. You understand? You understand what, what everybody knows this except us now. Mm-hmm. So now... We're late to the I, party. I'm, I'm looking at all of us who are talking and covering the sport, don't tell on yourself, y'all not watching the sport. 
<laughs> Y'all just reading the headlines now mm -hmm. and reading stats mm -hmm. because you're not watching the game. Mm -hmm. So when I turn on my television and I hear all of these reports, I'm going, oh, these guys aren't watching the game. They just reading stats. They just reading who somebody else told them who the best players were. Don't tell on yourself. At least make me watch the television. Because right now, what y'all are saying is, I'm not really watching this. Mm -hmm. Nick Batoon, Rudy Gobert, and all those guys, they weren't even celebrating. They was like, okay. <laughs> they, and they Batum, was like, Batum was on the bench with Gobert for like that run that France made to get back into the game. So. This is what I'm saying. These, yeah. guy, these guys know it. All of us who've been watching know it. Anyone who plays in international basketball with USA basketball knows it. Pot knows it. All of those people in that organization know this, except the players. How could they know it? They they playing here. So why would they know it? Mm -hmm. well, they not, you know, we don't grow up here in America saying we want to grow up to go over to over to play in EuroLeague. <laughs> or Euro Cup, they grew up saying, if you want to be considered the best, after you accomplish everything over there, like Luka Doncic, you come over here mm -hmm. to see how good you really are. Mm -hmm. So Luka, mm -hmm. Luka won Euro League and all that over there. Then yep. he came over here. Now he's got a new goal. Everybody knows this now. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm putting this on tape. After we get done with this tape, we got to start watching tape Tate. Mm, yeah, let's do it. So you can see, oh, these guys are really good. I mean, I, I, I've seen it in the NBA, and they this is their game, as we talked about. This is Luka's game. Now, Evan is, Fournier is, is a role player here, right? Mm -hmm. He's a star over there. He gets 28 in, a, in an Olympic <laughs> game over there. Yes. So that should let y'all know that this is a different game. Mm -hmm. no Rudy doubt. Gobert... Yeah, he's defensive player to hear. He is a major problem in that game. <laughs> yes, we. I okay. mean, Javale, We we need Javale to play more. Okay, and now we understand. They were bigger than the U.S. Again, it's a different game. It's time for us to say, okay, we have to understand because those. Players there understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. 92, there was nothing you can do. 2021, they feel pretty good about their chances. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay? Yes. Safe to and, say we, they, they, they have caught up. Yes. They, they, and, and until we want to admit that, we can sit here and do crossovers and step backs and all of that. Dirk Nowinski and them. We imitating them now. I see guys mm -hmm. shooting like Dirk Nowinski now. Mm -hmm. Tony Kukoc. Yep. Okay. These players are coming. It's over. It's a global game now. Let's enjoy the Olympics. USA is in the same pool as everybody else. Mm -hmm. They're in the same pool now because the elite players are everywhere not just here they're just not here it's not cut and dry who's the greatest player we don't know who the best player right now after game after one game 
You may say Luka Doncic is the best player in the world after one game now. Yes. I mean, 48 points in his you know, first outing, 31 in the first half. The best player we know right now in the NBA is Giannis. Mm-hmm. So right now, if you made an argument that Giannis and Luka Doncic are the best players on the planet right now, I you're can't not wrong. I, I, I'm not saying you're not wrong. I'm saying you got an argument, though. You got an <laughs> argument. Yeah, you can make a case. You can make a case. Mm-hmm. You can make a case. Now, I think Kevin Durant and LeBron James and all these guys going to have, they're they going to be like, wait a minute. But you can make a case. <laughs> and they got to take you serious. Yeah. And if you said Jokic and MB are the third and fourth, I, I, you can make a case. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, now it's time. Maybe this is a wake-up call that we needed. It's time, young people, because the people abroad, they have a far superior system than we currently have at ground zero. Mm-hmm. The, the basketball academies Academy. work. I don't know if they work. It, well, it translates. Over there. It's, it's it tra- tra- yeah. When you... This is why I always say this, Tate, and then I don't want to go too much farther here, spend too much time. There's no, only good, one it, really it's one. Good, it's good to it's, let the people know. You yeah, know it's where only we are. really one thing to learn mm-hmm. in sports. That's the fundamentals. Because yep. the fundamentals translates. If you have the fundamentals, you can play international basketball, you can play the NBA basketball, you could play college basketball, you could play high school basketball, you could play AAU basketball. You can play anywhere in the world as long as you have the fundamental base to play. What you're seeing now in international basketball, whatever we're doing right now doesn't translate to the international game. Mm. But what they're doing at the ground level in international youth programs, it translates to the international game and the NBA game. We have the term skill all confused. Oh, this guy's got skill. No. Skill only enhances talent. That's all it does. You have no talent. You can't have any skill. You don't have no talent. We have to get back to the fundamentals of the game. Mm. We, We will go, I'll go to the gym and watch kids do moves and call that skill. Yeah, dribble step back. This is this is the issue. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, 100%. But now if it's going to translate, you better have some fundamentals. A bounce pass is a bounce pass. Mm-hmm. Pivot is a pivot. This is the problem. Mm -hmm. We do not have a system in place that translates. You can watch a kid in college basketball. And just because he's good in college doesn't mean he's going to be good in the pros. That's why we have an NBA draft. Because you're trying to evaluate what's going to translate from one place to another. Mm -hmm. You can watch. Last week, I think we talked about Michael Jordan only averaged 20 points in college, but he's a career 30-point scorer in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Why? 
whatever he was learning at North Carolina, he had the fundamentals so that it translated when he went to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And that's why you scout, so you can make the projection to see what skills are transferable. What's going to transfer? If you see a guy get 20 rebounds in high school or 20 guy rebounds in college, it's probably going to transfer to 20 rebounds in the, in the, in the NBA. Some skills are transferable. Just because you score 20 points in college doesn't mean you're going to score 20 points in the NBA, though. Mm-hmm. These are the things that we have to identify now in this culture in the United States. Mm. What skill set are we actually, when I say skill set, what fundamentals are we actually teaching the youth? Well, BJ, if you watch Space Jam 2, apparently fundamentals are uh, a step over cross, or what is is it? (laughs) Crossover step back. Uh, jumper. That those are the fundamentals. That's what. Uh... That's okay. But I, <laughs> but I know what Giannis and these people are doing. <laughs> See, that's okay. Yeah, I know what they are doing there. Mm-hmm. I know, and I understand. They're taking. What they are they're doing. taking drills from you know the Hubie Browns of the world, and then you know. But what what they're they're concentrating. The fundamentals. They're concentrating on the fundamentals of the game. Mm. The fundamentals of the game never change, Tate. The players change. Mm-hmm. What's in fashion changes. You know, at 20 years ago, you know, you know how many players you saw shooting step back fadeaways off one foot. Now it's come in vogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the one thing is the player who who popular popular popularized the move, Dirk Nowinski. Let's ask him why he started shooting that. And I guarantee you what he'll say. Because I had no more lift. So I had yeah. to find a way to create space to get the shot off. I mean, now it's, it's like the Michael Jordan fadeaway. You know, he was doing that in the second iteration, the second 3P, because like you said, he didn't have that first step anymore. So this is his counter to that. So now <laughs> the kids are practicing moves instead of practicing the fundamentals of the game. You do, you have moves. At one point, you played a one-on-one to figure out how to create space to get up a shot with mm. four, four or less seconds on the shot clock. Now guys are shooting fadeaways just because that's a move. What? Like I, I'm like, what? Why, why are you shooting a fadeaway? You you got a 45 inch, 35 inch vertical. Why you shoot a fadeaway for? <laughs> you got a 40 inch vertical. Why are you shooting a fadeaway? Mm-hmm. Save that for year six, year seven. <laughs> what are you shooting you got a 40 inch vertical yeah it's like me I can get to the basket it's like a, being a player if I was a player if I can get to the basket why am I shooting a jump shot I can get to the basket <laughs> like people keep saying this about Giannis oh Giannis doesn't have a jump shot why you can't stop him going to the basket <laughs> so why should he stop <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah like, people, are, like, people are upset that, that he won't stop I mean, think about <laughs> what he stop. must feel. He's like, he look around, everybody on the planet, he going, well, there's nobody who can stop me, so why should I shoot a jump shot? Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> oh, I get it. You're not as good as Giannis, so it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to you. So that's why you said he should get a jump shot. Mm-hmm. There's no one man on the planet or woman that can stop him. Mm-hmm. 
probably no two people that can stop him. You need a team to stop him. Yeah. So why should he shoot of a jump Olympians, shot? You need Brittany Griner and KD probably to stop him. I, I don't think that's enough. You need more. <laughs> but JaVale, too. JaVale might be the it, real stopper. It, it makes perfect sense to me why he won't shoot a consistent jump shot yet. Now, at some point, you know, he's yeah, going to slow exactly. down. Father time is going, you know, it's it's going to knock on his shoulder yeah. one day. Yeah, when he turns 30. Yeah, and he'll be like, ah, you know what? I still got to get 40. I still got to get 50. But now I'll just do it in a different way. Mm-hmm. That that's the that's the genius and the brilliance of of a player. They can figure out how to do it another way. That means you have some type of talent. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's what, I, of, that's what I loved about Vince Carter. You know, in his career, he went from being this high flyer dunking on everybody, first step, just like Jordan, and then he plays twenty years in the league because he, he learns how to. You know, obviously he knew how to play the game because he learned from Dean Smith. We all have to. We all have to figure out how to age. Mm -hmm. Some of us age gracefully. Some of us, it's not a good look. But you, 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 but you, Dirk Nowinski, I remember when he first came in. True story. Dirk Nowinski, I watched Dirk Nowinski. I'm old enough to watch Dirk Nowinski play in summer league Mm. as like a young player. Dirk Nowinski played for Don Nelson in Summer League at Dallas yep. in the Utah Summer League. I want you, to, you probably can YouTube it. That's what you guys do because you don't <laughs> believe what I'm saying. So you, you got to see it on the internet. I believe you, BJ. Dirk Nowinski was playing. <laughs> they made Dirk Nowinski play point guard. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we love to see. Dirk Nowinski in the – it wasn't the 90s. It was the early 2000s. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember I was working in the front office of the Bulls. They made Dirk Nowinski – play summer they play play point guard in the summer league in the salt lake city i think it was called the salt lake review or something like that um he played point guard the entire summer i didn't see him fading away i didn't see he actually he was pretty fast Mm. Mm. seven footer played some he was playing he was playing point guard for don nelson i love that okay now it's kind of like Giannis playing point guard for Jason Kidd. As he aged, he had to still figure out, because at one point he could blow by you. Mm-hmm. And then he still had to figure out how to create space because he could always shoot. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I was like, I was like, what? what? I was like, what is Nelly doing? Like, why is Nelly doing this? I just thought he was like, I was like, Nelly is good. But after like a couple of games, you go, God, man, this, this big kid, it's pretty, you know, he's like, he's got some talent. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't uncomfortable dribbling the ball against the press. He was like handling it, and he was he was pretty. You know, he wasn't like blazing fast, but he was fast enough to get by you, get to his shot. But he mm-hmm. would have the guards come set a screen for him, so it was like an awkward looking. <laughs> like you got some six foot guard setting the screen as Dirk Nowinski is coming off. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he was like, what is Nelly doing? Like Nelly's just making a mockery, but I. After a game or two, you go, oh, Nelly's mm. got something. Mm. Nelly's got something. And he knew how to play. Yeah. And here's another kid who played second division or whatever division over there in Germany. So this has been going on, Tate, for quite some time. Yeah. We're just beginning to catch on. 
Yeah, the revolution was televised. It was in the NBA. We saw all these players. Uh, I mean, mean, just think about Ginobili. I mean, we saw it in 2004. You know, I mean, it's not shocking. Ginobili, Tony Parker, Batum, Boris Diaw, Gasol. We've been seeing this, Mm -hmm. and now it's here. So let's not be surprised because – those programs are quality, quality, quality programs, and they have excellent coaching. Yes. Excellent coaching. Okay? So here we are. And now let's deal with it. Yeah. I, I think we have, you know, we got a couple games coming up. Hopefully get some confidence up, get some wins, and, uh, you know, see, see what happens from there, BJ. I, I don't know how much faith I have in this team at this point. Well, you should have a lot of faith in this team. I have the I have a fa- I have faith in the talent to You to have you should have out. a lot of faith. Okay. Now, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm only going to do this in a minute. Okay. Okay. When you play in college basketball and when you play in high school basketball, high school and college basketball demands that you play more team-oriented basketball. Okay? What does that mean? Tate, I want you to catch the ball, and you've heard this, I'm sure, a thousand times. Tate, catch the ball in a triple threat position Mm. so that you can pass it, shoot it, or dribble it, right? Mm. Okay, that's what you do. You teach young people how to play the game with the other four people that are on the court. Mm -hmm. And you normally will, depending on who you play for, you will have anywhere from a half a second to five seconds to make a decision, depending on who you play for, right? You may have a coach that says, if you don't have it immediately, move Yep, yep. Some coaches will say, catch it, look at the rim, and then make a decision. You got two, a two-second rule. Some will say five seconds, and then see it squared up, survey, and then move Jab, it, or yeah, you, whatever, yeah, whatever it is you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In the pro game, you catch it. You're chilling. Catch it. <laughs> put it between your legs a couple of times. Get a crossover to see if he gonna bite. You do the in and out to see if he gonna move. And then you, you know, they, they need to do what you want to do. Hey, you do the step back. You do the new move. One leg off the three, the wrong foot. You know how you take. Come on, and you go. Oh wow, that's a great move. Okay, take. Yeah. This is the NBA game now. Mm-hmm. Okay, now. I'm just gonna tell you what's really wrong with this with with Team <laughs> USA. I'm gonna tell you what's really wrong with the because Pop can't say it, but I'm gonna say it here. The players aren't used to playing less, making a decision in less than two seconds. Mm. How do I know that? Damian Lillard. Has never passed down. I've never seen Damian Lillard turn down his collar, let alone turn down a shot. Mm-hmm. Why is Damian Lillard turning down a shot at the end of the game if what I'm saying is not true? See, I can just look at it and see because Coach Popovich has to get them to play in less than two seconds because none of them are used to playing in less than two seconds. Why? Because none of them are role players. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant does not need Kevin Durant. Like it take him eight seconds just to figure out what he going to do. 
Damian Lillard, he's not worried about. He like move the ball. Like I am the ball. <laughs> you understand? Yes. Zach he, Levine. He, yeah. He like wait a minute. Jason Tatum. Yes. I ain't never he, seen Jason Tatum catch the ball these are and all just go. Primary scorers on their team. They catch the ball. They want to see if a double team is coming. Are they in mm-hmm. ISO? Yeah. They. they the NBA game is a different game. So now, Coach Popovich is saying, listen, guys, this game is a different game. We got to make decisions in two seconds or less. Watch the Spurs. Everybody yep. says this, but no one explains what it is. This is what drives me crazy. This is why I got to the media. The San Antonio way. What does that really mean? So let me tell everybody what it means. The ball never stops moving. Mm-hmm. The only person that could hold the ball longer than, than a second was Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, they had to catch it, move it. That's the San Antonio way. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody says this system. Let me tell you what the system is. There's only one guy in our organization that can hold the ball for more than two seconds. His name was Tim Duncan. He's no longer there. Oh, maybe that's why they're not winning now, because they don't have another guy that could play with the ball for more than two seconds. And everyone will concede that. Mm. That's the San Antonio way. That's the Bulls way. You want to know what the triangle offense was? Everybody else had to move the ball except 23. You know what the you know you 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 want to know what Showtime was? Everyone they had not one they had two guys who could hold the ball less than two seconds. One name was thirty three, who's in my in my office, and the other one is right there. Mm-hmm. Magic and Kareem. There you go. Okay. <laughs> now Poor James Worthy Finals MVP though. Okay. So now, this team, they have to play and make decisions. Mm. in less than two seconds this is a great point this is a great point and okay. and when you say that bj i think to myself there are two players on this team that i think can make those decisions because they just play championship basketball and that's drew holiday and chris middleton i think drew they should holiday both play more and chris middleton can't catch the ball from the operating areas that you need in international play mm. okay it's a different game as we started off earlier in the show yeah this is a different game. Mm-hmm. This is a new game with new angles, new operating areas, new ways to play, and it's only 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. They are trying to figure out how to play by moving the ball. Because all of those guys are the primary options on their respective teams. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Zach Levine, they're all the primary guys. Mm -hmm. Jason Tatum is not moving the ball. (laughs) Kevin Durant's not moving the ball. Mm -hmm. No, they move the ball to get the ball to him. This, This is the issue with USA. This is the issue not with the USA, international play. Mm-hmm. So those role players, Fournier and Nicholas Batoon and Joe Ingles, they're better equipped 
because they understand how to be a role player. Mm. This was the advantage of 23. Because for three years, he was forced to do exactly what I just said. And then when he was able to hold the ball, he could play both sides of the game. He knew how to be a role player. Why? He perfected it. And he knew how to be a star. Now, how many guys knew that? Hmm. Now you want to know why he was good. Just don't tell me he was good because he was Jordan. Don't tell me he was good because he had a fadeaway. <laughs> no, explain to me. Mm -hmm. Tell me, well, why is he good? Why was Magic good? How many people could actually be Magic? How, you could, not many people can be the assistant coach and then be a great head coach. Not many people can be the second best player on the team and be the best player on the team. Mm -hmm. Tim Duncan. It's only a few. It's only a few could do that. It's only a few that can sit over in the assistant spot and go to the head spot and be just as effective. Tim Duncan wanted as the first, second, third, <laughs> fourth, and fifth best player on his team. Mm -hmm. Got five championships. And he, 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 he did. Magic Johnson, he, at one point, he was the second best player. And then he skid over and he was the first best player. Not many people can do that. Mm -hmm. Not many. Who's, who got the talent to know how to be a role player and a star player and go back and forth? How many? That's a gift. That's why those guys are better. Because they're, they've perfected, when they come over here, they're role players. How many times have you heard that? If you draft a European player, uh, at the very best, we just expect him to be a role player. Yeah. Now we're drafting them, expecting them to be stars. Wow, how times have changed. Mm -hmm. So our guys right now, you got two guys. We got two guys that are going to go in the lottery: Josh Giddy and Garuba, who are yeah. playing right now in the Olympics. So right now, our guys mm -hmm. have to learn how to play like role players. That's all. That's all. They they don't need time. It's it's just it's it's just foreign to them. Yeah, because they, they haven't had to play as a role player. Mm -hmm. But they can do it. Absolutely if they, if, they if can they, do it. If they buy in. Absolutely. And and it's not if it, can they do it. They're going to have to do it if they're going to win it. Mm -hmm. The late Kobe Bryant knew this. Why do, he, why do you think he went to the he, – he defined himself as the defensive stopper when he played in Olympic basketball? Because if you're constantly taking the ball out of the basket, you have no chance to play team basketball. Tate, if I get a stop, we're going to be playing advantage basketball. Four against three, mm -hmm. five against four, yeah, we three have versus two. Mm -hmm. I get a steal, two we're, against one. We're on the break, and that, that's, where we, that's where we win. So the leadership of this group, I'm not looking to see – who's the best offensive player like mm -hmm. we are doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm looking to do? Who is the defensive player on this team that's going to get a stop? Because right now, they don't have a group that can pick up full court, and they don't have a group that can block shots. Mm -hmm. 
I have no doubt in my mind if they get stopped that they will figure out who the role players are. Yeah. Because everyone respects the defense. That's the only issue they have. Pop knows this. He's been around long enough. We all been around long enough. Now this team has got to figure out, oh, wow. That's why Drew Holiday made an impact. He's the best defensive guard of the group. Yes. And he literally got just got off a plane and played a game. I was impressed. This isn't hard. It just takes time for us to get back into this mindset of saying, if we're going to win, we're probably going to start on the defensive end. Who cares who's going to score? See, I was a role player my whole life. I never went into a game going, how many shots I'm going to get. Because I, I just looked to the right of me, and I saw that guy over there go, he's going to get all the shots. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm going to contribute, I better do something else. I better defend, get all the loose balls, box out, <laughs> make sure I don't have any turnovers. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you no one in the USA locker room is thinking about that yet. But one that's, day, that, that's the switch. Once that that's happens, the switch. Yep. And it's and hopefully it's I think it's going to happen for them. These guys are they're that good. That's mm-hmm. what I keep saying. They have the best talent. Now, who's going to who's going to be who's going to say I'm going to be the best role player on the team? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the guy that's going to get all of the loose balls on the, when, the, when there's a loose ball? Who's going to be the guy that's going to be the rim protector? Who's going to be the best screener on the team so that Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant and these guys can get open? Mm. Who's going to be the best passer of the group? Who's going to be the best talker on the defense and hold everybody accountable when they're not giving the effort and energy? Who's going to be the sixth man on the team? And anchor the, sec- the, 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 the second unit. See, th- this is what's going on here. Those are a lot of tough conversations for primary scorers, but they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. I mean, we all want to win. At some point, you got to figure it out. Like, okay. Like, okay. If you want to win, mm-hmm. you, you got to figure it out now. We'll see, but I know Popovich and Steve Kerr and, and, and what's the coach of Villanova? Um, Jay Wright. Jay Wright. We are in good hands. Jay, yeah, I love Jay Wright. He's a great coach. We are in good hands. We got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Because four, that 40-minute game is a different game. Two seconds or less. That's the motto. Make a decision. Move the ball. Well, or take a shot. I think it was Larry Bird who said it best. Don't turn down a shot, mm-hmm. but don't go looking for one either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, you got to be aggressive. You, Everything yeah. you do in international play has to have intent and purpose. Has to have intent. Okay. And that's a different game than how you play in the NBA. In the NBA, yeah. you get a feel. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Yeah, you, 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 you can't get vibing. You, can, like you get a feel. <laughs> you come out. You say, let me see if my cro- Oh, my legs feel good today. Ooh, my three ball is going today. And then, you know, you, you build into the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you, exactly. Exactly. Okay, you, you understand? It's a different 100%. game. It's a different game. See, t- see how you've picked up on? It's a different game. So now when you watch the game tomorrow... I expect these guys to come out from jump ball 
on the defensive end mm. and just go. Because yeah. now they have lost for real. Those guys are highly competitive. They know mm. what's at stake. And mm. they, they, they and they still have an opportunity to win the goal. Yep. And they still should be the favorites. That's provided it, yeah. they can understand and switch and say, I'm going to say less than two seconds with this group. Why? Because you want that ball popping. Yeah. Why? Why do you want that ball popping, Tate? Because you're a basketball guy and you've watched basketball at the highest level at the collegiate game your entire life. The late Dean Smith knew that the ball can move faster than an individual. Absolutely. Okay? So when you play an international play, because Rudy Gobert doesn't have to leave the lane. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that ball has to be popping. Two seconds, Rudy Gobert from two seconds can get from the top of the key to the basket in two seconds. That ball's got to be moving faster than that. Mm -hmm. Because Rudy Gobert and, 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 and international play, they can just stand in the lane. Mm -hmm. Understand? Yep. Now make the, make the appropriate adjustments if you know what they got to do. I have to move faster than Rudy Gobert can react because not only can he block my shot, he can goaltend it legally. So two seconds is too slow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So move the ball, make them shift. Okay. And then so, attack the gaps. And back, uh, Keldon Johnson's the only guy I've seen on the USA actually back cut somebody. So hopefully that'll start happening as well. Well, if we get a stop, we don't have to worry about these things. Because mm -hmm. if Rudy Gobert it can sit in that lane for half of the game, he's probably going to win that game. Mm -hmm. There's a reason they call him the, the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> we just don't know that yet. Because in the pro <laughs> game... He's got to get out of the lane, or it's a three-second call. I see Tate. See, see you, 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 you. See Tate. So I think it's going to have to be in less than a second. That ball just got to move. Yeah. Just, just move. Mm -hmm. just, 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 just pass it. Try to get ten passes. So that way you're unpredictable. Yeah. You, you just got to get. And you and gotta get them away sense. from just the, the, your turn, your turn. turn you go this time. It, yeah, swing the ball. And, the and ball. if we get stops, we can play advantage basketball. And then that's and then we our get advantage. Dunks. Yeah, exactly. That's our advantage. Our advantage is we have the best athletes on the floor. Yes, agreed. Okay, that's our advantage. We don't have the best shooters, believe it or not. <laughs> we, I think we think we do this time around. Believe it or not, we don't have the best shooters. <laughs> Believe it or not, we probably don't have the best shot blockers. Believe it or not, we don't know the game as well as they know the game. Mm -hmm. But what we can do is extend the game for 94 feet. Yep. We can make it a track meet. Well, we just got to get stops. Yeah. Play with a purpose. Intent and purpose. There you One go. second or less. That, these are the fixes for Team USA. I think we got it figured out. Well, I don't know if we got it figured out, but we better do something. <laughs> we got to do something. We got to do something ASAP. Uh, what, uh, BJ, before we get out of here, I wanted to ask you, are you watching uh, 
any more of the Olympics? Are you watching swimming? Do you have Do you have a favorite sport that you're that you're checking out? <sighs> Tennis. It, it's, okay. It, it's been All up right. and down. Okay. Okay. All I can't. Right. I I can't get go. enough of. I can't get enough of the table tennis ping pong. I mean, oh. those guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm all over that. I'm just all over okay. that. Like, those I guys are it. so incredible to me. You know, like I. Yeah, they I, are. I, I that's that's one of my favorite sports. And to watch these guys play table tennis, mm. it's unbelievable. Like I, yeah. I, 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 it's unbelievable to me. Like it's it's unbelievable. It's. The control they have. I mean, I I, mm. I I will watch that all day if they would show it all day. Mm. That's what that's like my favorite sport. Actually, I like badminton too. <laughs> I, I I like it just as much. I, I mean, it's, I, th- these these are great answers. This is this is what I was yeah. I'm all over. I'm I'm all for the table tennis though. Like okay. I, I wish we could start a league. I want to start a league. I think uh, there has to be other people who like it just as much I, as I like it. I love ping pong. Oh. Or table tennis, I should say. Yeah, ping pong, table, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, just I, give it to me. Just, yeah. just give me more of that. Just give me that. Table. Networks, just play. give it to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor. Take it away, BJ. Hey, basketball fans! If you're as pumped for the Tokyo Olympics as we are, you're going to want to sign up for Peacock, the streaming service from NBC Universal. Peacock is the home for U.S. men's basketball with every Olympic game streaming live. Get excited by checking out a behind-the-scenes look at this all-star team with the Peacock original docuseries, For Ball and Country. This six-part series gives you courtside seats to the 2021 training camp in Las Vegas. Watch as Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, and others fight for the team's fourth consecutive gold medal. Plus, take a stroll down memory lane with never-before-seen footage of former Olympic players from the iconic Dream Team and the Redeem Team. Don't miss a minute of the action and go to PeacockTV.com to sign up now. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkle donut, there's a lot in this world worth celebrating. But nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance. Or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around, like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. I also uh, I want to shout out the women's volleyball team, uh, You know the indoor team. Jordan Thomas. They have three Jordans on this team, BJ, uh, on the on the Team USA volleyball team. Did they and, go to North uh, Carolina? No, but they they're all named Jordan, so I think they're influenced by the goat. So I one <laughs> they, they are they, they, they all have Adidas sponsorship. So I'm like Jordan has to get on that. That's the other thing uh, I want to bring up. So if, if MJ is listening, he's got to get on that. Adidas should not be sponsoring uh, Team USA, uh, our volleyball team. Jordan Thomas is. I'm is banning that word from my vocabulary. What's that brand? Goat. Goat. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. planning. Goat. Yeah, I, I say it. I say it sarcastically, but I've said it so much sarcastically that it's now coming out as real. Yeah, so I'm, I'm banning. I, I think that. I might Every, need to retire it as well. <laughs> everybody's the goat. Everybody's the, the goat. I, he's the greatest I, shooter. He's the greatest. This. He's yeah, the great. Like, yeah. come on. Like, nah, he's all right. Yeah, you know, he's all right. <laughs> That's all it is. It's the Larry David. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. is. I hope Team USA figures it out. Uh, I hope that, you know, we can get a table. Let's get a a ping pong table, BJ. I think that's the next thing we need to get. Hey, uh, 
I'm all for I'm I'm all, all for right. that. Just give me give me all that smoke. Yeah, well, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. We'll play. Uh, is there anything else, BJ? Before we get out of here, when in water, my friend. We got to make waves. Uh, we will see you later in the week. We'll talk about the NBA draft. How about that? Uh, we'll, oh, we'll see. What, uh, <laughs> our good friend, our good uh-huh. friend, has the number one pick. I know Troy Weaver. Our good friend has I, the number one pick. And, I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure if he's listening, but I will say I'm going to lobby for uh, I'm Evan Mobley number one. That's that's my pick. The bigs are back, BJ. I need oh, a, I need man. a big. I, I need a big. I need a big. That's all I'm saying. If I'm trying to win titles, I know who I got to stop. That's a big. His name's Jonathan Tacumpo. So um, I don't know. That, I'm gonna just... say this. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and then uh, and then we can have another show. When I worked in Chicago, I went through the. We had the number one pick, and we ended up selecting Elton Brand. Yep. Shout out to Elden Brand. Love Elden Brand. And it was great, six, it was great sixer, Mike. Yeah, it was fascinating to watch the process with the number one pick. Mm. And the thing I learned most about the number one pick is you don't select the best player. Mm. You select the, the person who thinks he's the best player. Mm. Because with that number one pick comes an enormous responsibility. If you select someone who doesn't think or believe they're the number one player, they'll fail. Yeah, it puts a lot on them. Yeah. They'll fail. Now, the hard thing to watch these young players today, which I'm, I think is almost impossible, is when you have a draft like this and you go, this is a good draft. Everybody's going, this is a good draft. You know, you got this guy, Mobley, you got Kay Cunningham, you got Jalen Green, you got yeah. Jalen Suggs, you got the... Okay. Yeah. You know, as I'm watching here, because I've been in that room, you know what I'm most interested in? Which one of them thinks they're the best player? Mm-hmm. Just like when I go to the All-Star game and you and I go, I'm always interested in who thinks he's the best player there. And, and, we, and, and you've heard what? me say that. Tell you, how many it, times have you heard me say that? All, all the time. And guess what happened? Giannis won the MVP in the All-Star game this year, and then he's the finals MVP and the best best player in the league. So, Because checks out. the player who believes he's the best player, who believes it, thinks it, and is willing to go to the same. I, 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 I remember the questions that I asked Elton Brand. And that we asked Elton Brand. And you know how they say ball don't lie? The players don't lie. Mm -hmm. The players don't lie. I'm interested in asking all of those players. Well, I've already asked them, so I should. (laughs) It's interesting who they think is the best player. Mm -hmm. It's it's just, I find it fascinating because that's the best player. Mm Mm-hmm. And they all say, it's not like they walk in, they'll say, you, you're walking in, you'll get four or five different answers. I'd be like, who's the best player? And they'll all say, oh, man, he's he the best player. And you'd be like, oh, wow. It's just mm-hmm. like if you ask the players right now who's the best player in the NBA, I know who they'll all say. It's fascinating to see... <laughs> What our Detroit Pistons are going to do. 
I'm excited. I, I well, mean, I, I'm excited too because I, when, I you like play- yeah, when you I, ask I, those players, when you ask those players, they I know all you- tell you who is the best player. And and I know you can't tell us who they say it is. Oh but I'm, no, I'm gonna let them tell not. you. You no, you'll find out on Thursday. You are gonna find out. I'm just that's, my job is to sit back and watch because I'm always learning because that's why mm. it's so difficult to be in that position because you don't get a chance to watch to find out who is the best player. Normally, mm. you had to prove who was the best player. Now, I remember when Kyrie got drafted number one. That's when it really messed me up yeah. as an executive because he, he didn't play more than 10 games. If yeah, I remember, yeah, I think he played 11 games. Yeah. Something like that. And all of a sudden, do you know how difficult it is to have to draft somebody and you've never even seen him play? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I mean, it was insane at the time. It felt that's like. when the draft, cha- that's when the draft changed. That's when Kyrie. potential. Yeah. Potential because it used to, you used to have to earn that number one pick. Mm-hmm. You used to have to like prove it. Mm-hmm. Now you're like, this guy averages 25. You're like, is it, is it live? Is it Memorex? Is it fake? Is it for real? What conference did he do it in? Who did they play this year? What offense were they running? You got to ask. So, well, before, if you saw Ralph Sampson, you were like, oh, that's the number one pick. Mm-hmm. You saw Pat Ewing. You was like, oh, okay. Akeem Olajuwon, right. number you, one you, pick. You, yeah. you, 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 you had a chance to – these players were proving it. You mm-hmm. saw Shaq. You weren't like, well – no, you were like, okay, this guy. <laughs> okay, who's the number two pick? Mm-hmm. Even Zion recently, I felt like, had that. I mean, even though John Moran goes number two. and yeah. Well, I mean, it was clear cut with Zion. Zion yeah. had separated himself from the group. With his play, yeah. Exactly. He separated himself. Now you just don't know. You just don't know. I feel and like the kid. I feel like the kids would say Jalen Green is, is the best, and I and I find that fascinating. I know you won't tell me, but I mean, I, I I'm scared that's the case. But I want Evan Mobley. I just want to well, say that for if Troy well, Weaver's listening right now, Troy, please go for the bigs. Here's the thing: whoever's number one is number one. Yeah. You can't. That's the thing about being an executive. You can't mm-hmm. be a fan as an executive. I know. I know. That's, Take, that's why can't, I, I can't be there. We yet, can't BJ. be rooting for <laughs> guys. You like probably. <laughs> you understand? You understand? like think this is the uh, hardest. The hardest part in being an executive is selecting the best player. You got to select a bit. So the hardest part, you don't want to be the guy that Jordan goes third in your draft. Well, at least Hakeem was number one. You don't want to be the guy (laughs) or guys where Giannis goes 15 in your draft. Yeah, that's that's the one. You don't want to be the guy where Jokic goes in the second round of your Mm -hmm. draft. Mm -hmm. In the 40s. Okay. So the, the most difficult thing to do in today's game is selecting the best player because there isn't a body of work, enough body of work. Mm-hmm. There isn't enough body of work, right? All of the guys that will be in the top five of the draft, some of them didn't even go to college. 
the ones at the top of the draft only went to school for one year, six months, basically. Yeah. This is this is what makes this so difficult. So the hardest thing to do is to select the best player, regardless of what you think. Mm-hmm. Because that mm-hmm. guy may be the best player today, but he may not be the best player next year. Mm. This is this is what makes this complicated here. So it's interesting to see what the young people think. As Coach Sir would always tell me, who who's been a friend of the show, there's three mm-hmm. people you can't lie to: kids, dogs, and players. <laughs> It's been fascinating to hear who the kids think of the best player is. <laughs> it's been fascinating. Now, mm. I'm trying to see. I don't want to be the old man on the lawn. And I know I'm the old man on the lawn, but I don't want to be the old guy. I just want to see what y'all see. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter what I think. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't have to play anymore. I think I think Cade Cunningham is a six. If we use your your scale of you know he can play one, two, or three both ways. No question, no question. So. He, can, he there's a lot of players who can play. Mm-hmm. But how effective are you? Are you playing? Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. Michael Carter Williams was probably also a six by the those <laughs> that same scale. <laughs> Slow mo is probably a six. <laughs> yeah. True. True. I love he, Kyle he, Anderson. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we all love some Kyle. <laughs> Kyle gives us all hope. You're like, damn. Yeah, you're like, yeah, he got him again. <laughs> yeah. Slow-mo, slow-mo, was, he'll step through. You're like, damn, yeah. how did he Ooh. get through there? You know what I'm saying? He gives us all hope. You know what it's I'm like saying? like the Matrix, yeah. But mm. it's interesting. This whole, so we'll, good luck. To all of the teams. Good luck to uh, Mitch Kupchak at number 11, BJ. Good uh, luck we... to Mitch. Good <laughs> luck to these guys. I, Special I... good luck to our guy, Troy Weaver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. It, it, it... Detroit's already got a lot of talent, you know, so I, I'm excited for them just to add another piece. You know, hey, he's already found some great they guys. They had an amazing draft last year. Yes. They had an amazing draft. They have Sadiq Bay. I mean, he was on the select team. I mean, they have Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, Stewart. I mean, they, 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 they got, got Beef Stew, Sadiq Bay. They had a great, <laughs> they had a great draft. Okay, and I like Dennis Smith and Josh Jackson still. You know, I like the Dennis upside. Smith, Josh. And they, you got Jeremy Team Grant, USA right now. Team USA. Yes. They got a lot of things going. Yep. So now stick it chance. to your principal. Yeah. Got to select the best player. Nah. Don't don't take Darko. That's my only advice to Trey Weaver because uh, don't take Darko. Uh, hey, 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 you got to figure it out. I, I, I'm staying <laughs> silent because I've learned being in that room. It's tough. Everybody, oh, that's a, that's a tough. That's a I tough. I mean, one. as you were explaining it, I was getting anxiety. I I, I was getting stressed out. Well, I, 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 I remember, you know, I remember like and, and I dress, myself I remember. Into, I've talked myself into four different guys as the number one pick. I've talked yeah. myself into Suggs. You know, I mean, he, he's obviously – I saw him do it in college. I've talked myself into Mobley. I've talked myself into 
I guess Jalen Green. I don't, you know, I, I don't really know if I can even. And then, of course, Cade. Cade seems like the de facto number one pick. You know, he is the. Yeah, because that's you know, it, it, Listen, I don't know. I'm just know. going back. It was, if it was, it, it was, it was Ellen Brand. It was Lamar Odom. Mm. I think uh, Stevie Francis. Is that, does that mm. sound right? Steve Francis. Yeah. Was I he in so. that draft? I think so. Let me look. Yeah, look, look. I think he was in that draft. I can't, I can't remember. I think he was in that draft. Who was in that draft? This is the '99 draft, right? I think so. Uh, yeah, '99. Yeah, Francis was number two. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's, and I remember like. Elton Brand one, hey. Steve Franchise two, mm-hmm. Baron Davis, aka B. Yeah, Diddy, yeah. number three, Lamar Odom, number four. And Yeah, uh, that's right. Baron was in that draft. I would tell you who else was in that draft that was fascinating and we ended up drafting him. And I would tell you it was one of the toughest, it was one of the toughest decisions. And I was just observing because it was like my first year, literally, because that's the I retired that year. Or I've been around. I, I should say that I was around the team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was uh, Ron Artest? Yeah, fifteenth, right? Because Ron Artest had a presence about him where you knew sixteenth actually. He where you knew and he knew that he was the best player and. And it was just, and it, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like a fake bravado. It was like, and mm-hmm. I was around, I was in the building at that time. And I think that was my last year playing. It was my last year playing. And that's when you wore number 11, right? I think so. Back. I, I think, yeah. yeah, I guess I, I remember here. I think my official first draft was, I think, uh, Jamal Crawford, now that I think about it. But I was around when they were going through the Elton Brand and all that stuff. You knew Ron Artest knew he was... When he walked in the building, there was a presence about him. Mm-hmm. And he was taking on all comers. And I don't know what everybody else knew, but all of the players knew it. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the building knew it. And mm-hmm. when he had the career that he had, it was no surprise. It was like he knew it. Now, I, I, and I'm gonna let you go because I can go on and on about the draft. One of my most fascinating players, and hopefully we'll have him on the show because I want him to. I, it's been so long, I kind of forgot the story. But one of the most fascinating players I've seen go through the draft process is Karan Butler. Mm-hmm. Karan Butler, if I, re- I but I want him to explain it because I think he would do it justice more than I could because he's the one who went through it. Karan Butler, you know, you bring a player in and then that player works out and you then you would interview him and you spend time, you go out to dinner and so forth and so on. Karan Butler has had a, I don't know, sometime, because, you know, guys are flying all over the country. And, for, and he's from, I think, Racine, Wisconsin, which isn't too far. 
from from Chicago. Long story short, he comes in and he's delayed because of, I don't know weather, plane delay or what have you. And he just has an awful workout. I mean, and he was going to be a lottery pick or somewhere in there. And he just, and we were all excited to see him because, you know, like tough. If I remember UConn, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yep. Like wing player, strong. He just mm-hmm. had a bad workout for us. The, I mean, it was just like, like, so after the workout, you know, you know, like, hey, things happen. Like he couldn't hit a shot. He just, he just wasn't himself. Mm-hmm. So we tell him, hey, just get a shower. We're going to do the interview process upstairs and we'll go from there. He takes a shower. He comes up and his first words out of his mouth is that wasn't me today. I want to come back here and work out on my own to make sure that you see the real Karan Butler. Mm. It was just, it was just, it was like one of those moments where it was just like, huh? What are you talking about? Like, and if I remember correctly, it's been so long, he he came back and he was the Karan Butler we thought. Mm -hmm. It, it was what it was one of the more impressive things I've, I've seen a young person do. So to watch Karan now, when he was on television, I think he's a, been a, I think he's an assistant coach now. Yeah, like, with the Heat. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the more impressive things. Like he owned it. He owned the fact that he didn't play well for whatever the reason was, and he demanded that he came back to show. And I, I just and I remember that because I remember how impressed that he had the awareness. Like, hey man, like he didn't like, oh man. How'd your workout go? I was good, but you know, he could have made whatever excuse. He just owned it. Mm-hmm. And um, he was more one of the more impressive young people that I've seen come through in the workouts. But it's it's tough. It's a tough process. Yeah, and I mean, for all the kids going through it, like I mean, there's a pressure that comes with those workouts, right? When you show up and you're like, I got these guys who I'm trying to impress, I really want to go to Chicago. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm a, you know, who knows what was going in, you know, into that in his mind, who knows, right. but you know, the pressure of a moment can always get you, especially when you're young. I mean, we're seeing that was, you know, Simone Biles didn't even uh, compete today, you know, in the Olympics, uh, you know, she was like mentally, I wasn't there. So I mean, it's a part, it's a part of sports. It's a, it's a part, yeah. it's a part of it. And like, like I said, like now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I think because now that I think about it, I think I played with Elton. I think I think I played with Elton my last year of playing. Mm. But I remember being. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, I, I just. It, it, but I remember I was in the building that during that whole process. Yeah, we we have some stories uh, about Ron Artest at uh, Five Star Camp, and he he was going up against Elton Brand the entire time. So the fact that. It came down to, you know, Ron thinking that he should be the number one pick over Elton Brand. That that like goes back to high school. They were they were always yeah, competing yeah, yeah, against yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, Ron Ron was Yeah. Man, he was um he, he 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 was he always had the mentality. And that and that's what I look for. I look for the mentality of the guys. Like, who thinks they're the best? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, this guy thinks he's the best. All right. Prove it. Yeah, yeah. Show me now. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Now go yeah, do it. That's yeah, exactly so. But I think what you said about the burden—if if you are not 
built for the the what you carry as the number one pick, then it, it's a lot to put on somebody. It's that's a not lot. Ready for it's, it. It, it's too much. Yeah, it's kind of like I mean, I feel you feel for someone like a Markel Fultz and those. You know what I mean? The, if I mean, maybe well, he was you know, ready to be number it, one. It, 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 it's, it's too much. Yeah, because you because you got to live with this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You 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 have to live with it. So yeah. But well, right, I don't know how we got on this subject, but it was uh, let's it was good. Can, good stuff. And uh, we will wrap up here. NBA draft talk. Uh, BJ Armstrong, Tate Frazier pushing through again. If you're in water, make waves. We will see you later in the week. Push it through.